And welcome back to the Get Lit Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Southern Lighting Solutions. My name is McHugh David, co-founder and partner of Southern Lighting Solutions. I'm here with my other co-founder and partner, Mr. Tarek Alemedine. Of course, we have not changed up too much. We're just going to focus on Tarek because he's going to be doing most of the talking. Good morning, afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Good, good. Glad to hear I'm lit. Yeah, you're lit on the Get Lit podcast. He is he is wasted, so you may want to... Uh, no, not really. But today, uh, we're actually going to be doing two today. They're going to be coming out back-to-back, one today, one tomorrow. Today is Thursday. First and foremost, we're going to... We're doing a workbench right after this, so you can refer to it as as we as we work through the podcast. But we're going to be talking about sort of the guts of LED lighting and how you know it, you do get what you pay for. That that saying is true in the LED light business, but it also you know you, you need to be careful. You need to be looking at you know uh, warranty information on the side of the box. How long do they really expect you to be running these lights for? That kind of thing. We're also going to be talking to you about. Uh, you know, no, those fancy Italian parts that we talk about all the time, they don't cost three, four, or $500. They actually cost about a tenth of that. So we're going to be talking about those things first, but want to get into it with you um, because we want people to know that this, this, this is an affordable deal and LEDs can, are not only affordable, but can help reduce your power load. And that has become especially prevalent during winter storm URI or URI, however you want to pronounce it. Yep. Because, you know, people have been putting, a pounding on the power grid these days. So, uh, you know, let's jump into it because as mentioned, we're going to be doing a workbench. We're going to kind of give you guys a hands-on on this, but we want to talk about the the 32,000 feet in that there are companies in China, America, and Europe that are putting together LED lights that are all very affordable, but that have great warranty and they have very durable parts in them. So first, you know, let's talk about parts and how you know, we're kind of putting all this together into one light fixture and, and, and what people should be expecting from the internals of an LED light. Well, I think the, the, the first, foremost, and most important thing when, you know, I go look at a light and I see the warranties that they're putting out. And some of the stuff makes sense. Some of it's just, you know, completely absurd that, you know, you, you see these promotions that, this light will last you for 22 years or 25 years or 40 years or whatever, but in the fine print, as long as you don't use it more than three hours a day, and if you do, your warranty is expired. So you go and you extrapolate those, those time periods, and with some brands, you're talking 50,000, 60,000 hours, which is a good product, and others you're looking, unfortunately, the majority that you see that do this, you're seeing, you know, 10,000 hour lifetimes on these on these lamps. And that's just um it's a pity, it's a shame because again the consumer really the end user doesn't really know that much um in terms of what they're looking at and realistically nobody just operates a light for 3 hours a day. So um when you get down to like you said the guts of it, it actually makes sense to Pay for a slightly high, higher quality product that uh, you are going to save on in the long run, in the long term. And that's what we're saying. One of the products that we're doing later on today with that workbench will will show that. Sure. And, you know, it, it's important to note, and, and you'll, you'll, we'll be getting into 
with the workbench, what you can be looking for sort of with, with, with a hands-on approach. But it, it is important to note that when you're looking at those, you know, warranty uh, benchmarks, um, that you that you try to have a realistic comprehension of, of what a light would be like. And, and in terms of averages, I mean, what, you know, uh, like say you're putting an LED down light, you know, those can be used. You'd be surprised, especially during the wintertime, how often you're home and how often they're on. You know, they, they might offer you a three hour a day warranty. But in reality, those lights may be on you. They're on in the morning when you get dressed for an hour and then they're on four or five hours in the evening. You've already voided that warranty. Pretty much. Um, question, when they're looking at your warranty to determine how long they keep, how long you keep those lights on, you know, we've discussed this before, but I want to bring it up again. It's usually done through the driver, correct? Through the driver. Absolutely. So the driver can be analyzed to determine how long that has actually... They'll know from the transistors, capacitors, you know, if they have the equipment to test it to see how long those have been operating. And of course, you know, when you're buying stuff from major retailers or offline, or, or you buy it online and it comes to you, it's delivered, a lot of times dealing with warranty issues can be... An absolute hassle. Yes, there it is. So, you know, it, it is interesting... Uh, to note that when you're dealing with someone local, a lot of times, you know, but, well, I should say a lot of times, you know, it's a lot easier to get the, get someone on the phone or get an email back or a text back on the issue. I mean, yeah, like all things, you have some very good brands out there when they offer you, let's say, a three-year warranty, they give you a comprehensive three-year warranty on the light or five-year or whatever, as long as there's no visible signs that you've actually, you know, abused the right. poor fixture. Right. Which would, you know, under any normal kind of avoid it. Sure. And I mean, to put that in perspective, I was out today um uh on a on a site and I was just walking past a certain area right here down in uh down in Walker. And it absolutely it, it blew my mind that they're using internal two by two panels externally on the outside. Right. Yeah. You cannot warranty these items right? at all. They're not designed for that. They're not going to work. And in fact, they pose an electrical hazard if rainwater gets into them. They're not isolated sure. properly. Sure. You know, and that kind of makes me wonder sometimes how that even passed codes, you know, you know what I mean? Sure. I did. Well, it probably didn't. Yeah, I, I, who knows if it's even been. I mean, I exactly. I was talking about it with someone that was there, and they're like, "Yeah, it was probably just cheap, and they just put it up for the sake of putting it up." Sure, and and you know that's another important thing to to bring up as well. You know, not only is, is are someone like us going to mention, you know, these are the warranties that you're going to get, and you know the reason you're going to be paying, say, sixty dollars for this panel. It's an illustrative number, uh, as opposed to maybe you know twenty five from uh, offline again, an illustrative number, is because we're handing you a panel that you're going to put up there and forget for 10 years. You know, it's going to come with a 10-hour warranty for per day. A 10-year, 5-year, whatever, depending on what we're sure. doing. But and yeah. if you want something a little cheaper, we can give you a 5-year. Sure. You know, so, but the idea is that, and we've talked about this before, that the, the pricing is going to change a little bit based on, you know, that warranty you're looking for. And, you know, we're going to use maybe some different guts on right. the inside. And, you know... Not even that. There, there are a few products. As always, we don't like we don't use any brand names or talk about our competitors because each one is good in their own way. And you know, as a solutions company, we collaborate. So 
we use those brands as well. But there are certain items which buying all the components, manufacturing the components in the United States, so 80% American-made components, with, let's say, the Italian uh, driver boards or even you know, uh, Chinese driver boards or if there are American driver boards, you know what I mean? The price warranted that you see is, in some cases on products, comparable with if you were just buying a pure Chinese product. Now, you might not have the same margin, but, you know, when, when it works out, works itself out, they're more or less the same. And there are a few items which uh, we can go into uh, later on where the cost of us buying it complete in China. By the time we ship it over, we pay all the customs and fees, we pay all the tariffs, we get it into our warehouse, we get it listed and ready to sell. If we bought all the components and made a proper, fully made American, you know, for a lack of purpose, American product, might be a 5% difference. Ten sure. percent difference in price, right? You know, and that that you know, um, I guess this is just like maybe a little political type thing. It's you know bringing jobs back to the U.S. for certain items. Obviously, you can't do it for all, but you know, for some items, you can. Sure, sure, and a lot of them are are relatively common. Absolutely, you know, one of the items we're going to be looking at is is um, a somewhat batten. It, it's it's a wraparound. It's a wraparound, you know, and we're going to be looking at the insides of it. Um, you know, but but it is interesting. A lot of these we can source right here in America, and in some cases, you know, for the more common items, you can still find them in America for prices that are competitive. Absolutely, absolutely. And once you see what goes on the inside, it's not that much. Which is why, um, when we get into this workbench today, and you see what we're looking at, from my from my perspective, it's disappointing. You know, to see because I know what the cost to actually make this coming from abroad is. Sure. And how much they're charging over here. I mean, it's it doesn't make sense. Sure. And you know, the interesting thing about a, a couple of pieces of this is that when you, as you start to look at the pieces that go into the guts of these lights, you start to notice the little differences between, you know, what's cheap and what's not. Yeah. Uh, now, then again, there are some things that jump right out into your face, like we pulled a driver uh, out of a, um, out of a light fixture, and, and you know it was very interesting. It kind of looked like somebody uh, you know from the eighties had kind of put that well, driver together. They have you know almost like what's a a tin a tin uh, cover on it, just hiding it mm -hmm. as a cover cap, and then the driver itself is just wrapped in cardboard, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sure. You know, it just depends on the application. But in this case, you know, call it experience. It was a cheap, yeah. very cheap driver. Sure. And so, you know, when you're, when you're looking at pieces like that, you know, one of the things that we do as a solutions company is we're also staying ahead of the curve. You know, we go to the international light shows. We're constantly talking with our suppliers about what are you doing new? Is it worth it yet? That kind of thing, because we want to provide that value. Well, we want to, we want to be, you know, like I said, we have our brand and we stand by it, and it's a very good brand. Um, but we also want to be with a lot of different companies, brand agnostic. You know, we want to provide. If we can't provide something of ours within a certain price point, we have our competitors. Right. You know, and I don't want to call them competitors 
even though they are, but you know, um, I guess the uh, the brothers and sisters in the field. Sure, sure. Who are also trying to do the same thing, and we're, but we're all trying to provide some sort of value. But one of the things that we have noticed is, um, I don't want to call it a misapplication. Maybe it's a misinstallation. But we have noticed that things that uh, certain fixtures that may not necessarily have great interior pieces either are also, like you said, uh, you saw the panels outside. We've also seen wall packs outside that were not installed correctly. Right. You know, one of the things that you really have to be diligent with in Louisiana, especially, is excessive heat, but also excessive heat, but also excessive humidity and, you know, rain. It rains a lot. Right. And you have to make sure that these are the appropriate fixtures for outside. Uh, you know, give us a little bit of a walkthrough on a project that we have currently, uh, wherein uh, outside they wanted to give their walkways in the outside of a building a little bit of feel, and you're smiling because you know what I'm going to talk about, <laughs> yeah. but they put interior downlights underneath the eaves of the building. Yeah, I mean... Um... They're using your your depressed can lights, and they figured, well, you know, on the skirts, let's just go ahead and put your normal um, uh, lamp inside it. Now, in some cases externally, this could work if you had enough distance between where the light was installed and the end of that the end of that um, canopy or overpass, whatever you want to call it. In this case, they've not even got half a foot of clearance, which means water is eventually going to get inside there. Right. You know, and if it's, if it's not, um, the cans themselves are not designed to be external cans, there was excessive signs of rust mm-hmm. on side of them. You know, they had a lot of issues where you could almost see the, the, the burn marks when we looked on the inside where they had shorted completely because right. somehow water had got, gotten into the... The gut, and that could be from above, from below. I mean, there's there's any which number of ways that that's happened. But of course, we won't know until we actually finally go in and uh, and uh, change them out over there. Sure. But right now they have you know temporary stuff in place. I think ten percent of them are working. And um, one of the comments was basically every time they keep changing within, you know, a week, two weeks, maximum those lights are out. It doesn't matter how new or old they change them. And that's because they're compromised. Right. Another thing, aside from those wall packs being installed incorrectly, is they were installed in an area where the light can't hit. Right. You know, light doesn't bend the way people think it. You know, if I put it high enough that... I'm going to hit everything. No, you have, you know, they had almost like they had built a shed below. Mm-hmm. And so all all the light coming out of those fixtures is just hitting the top of the shed. So right. you want to play poker on top of the shed? Great. You're going to have fantastic time. But in terms of security and the walkway, nothing was hitting it. Right. So, it, you know, it, sometimes when you're creating this this light scene, you you might be adding something or placing something that can get in the way that you would have never thought, but because of lenses and optics, it takes up all, almost all the light. Right. I mean, and we showcased it to them with with our famous software that we like to use. Right. So I mean, it was it was clear as day. They they had told us they want to replace it. We told them 
You want to do it? Great. That's entirely up to you. But it's not recommended. You're wasting your money because it's just not going to work. You right. know, you uh, it's physics 101. You cannot bend light the way you think it is, you know? Sure. And so, you know, all of these things kind of add up to sort of value that we provide. Because, value that, yeah. Because we're, you know, uh, no, we are not electricians, but you do have some electrical experience. But we do know lights. That's right. what we do. And we want to provide people with a solution wherein, yeah, you know, you may have to pay something, but we're trying to provide you with whatever you're comfortable with in terms of warranty and things of that nature, because you know we're going to use good internal guts, and we're going to know what we're talking about in terms of this is going to work here, or this is not going to work here. Well, it's not even just the internal guts, even just the, the, the external guts, the housings. Right. You know, that, and that's why you have, well, as we've discussed before, various IP ratings. Right. You know, we know where certain IP ratings need to go. If it's fully exposed, what it needs to be. If it's not exposed, it's hidden, but still outdoors, what it needs to be. If it's indoors, what it needs to be. Right. So we, you know, we're able to not, we, we're not just here to sell you lights. We want to sell you function and warranty. And the idea is that, you know, like especially with one of these early projects, he kept asking, so you mean, you know, if, if I have a failure, I can call you? Yes. But the idea is that I can put these lights up and for 10 years, I can forget about them. No T8 tubes, no bulb replacements, none of that. No fixture replacements, nothing, you know. And we always keep additional stock of our items just in case. Right. You know, we keep them for warranty purposes to have on hand, you know, because let's say in the future something goes out, you want to be able to, to change that fixture for them and keep the same fixture in place. Sure. If... And it has happened, you know, there's, you know, it's happened with every company out there. Sometimes you have a batch which has a catastrophic failure. Right. And you have a larger amount. And that's when we really start actually testing all the lights to find out what's happened. If it's a one-off surge, you know, it is what it is. You know, if, if it was a bad set of drivers, because sometimes, you know, uh, uh, it happens, whether it's Chinese, German, Italian, whatever. Sometimes you end up with a bad patch and there's nothing you can do. We go in, we change everything. We work with our suppliers and we change all the guts um, and change out all the fixtures. Right. You know, if it, if it passes, if you end up with a certain uh, failure rate threshold. But sometimes, and a lot of the time, we found that there's actually a wiring issue, a power issue. And we end up changing those lights for them, but, you know, advising that until they fix this issue, our warranty is no longer valid. We've changed the lights which are damaged, but you have this issue, you got to fix it. Until then, we're done. Right. And, and, you know, the idea there is that we're not trying to pass the buck. We're trying to say, your electrical grid is not set up to handle this. and yeah, probably yeah. isn't set up to handle anything at this point. You're going to have shorts and failures in any kind of light. Right. If you get it fixed then we can reevaluate the warranty. Yeah. Any any light that fail or whatever during that time that that's going to be on them. Right. After that we can assess sure. and we will, you know, rework the warranties. We'll, you know, test see what see what can be done. It might be something as simple as just changing out a few drivers. Right. You know, to 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 give those warranties warranties back. Right. I mean, it but I mean it that's a very fairly rare situation. 
but it does happen. Sure, sure. And, you know, we have electrical partners that yep. we can recommend, you know, right. that, that can come in and kind of give you an analysis. Right, because we're not, we're not electricians. No, we are here to sell you again. We want the light to do what it's supposed to do. And we're going to tell you, you know, what, we, what you're going to need, like, like you were talking about. You know, there are problems with external lights, internal lights. We, we know the difference. We know about the guts of lights. We know what's good. We know what may be more on the economical side. And again, we recommend you go watch the uh, workbench that is coming along with this episode, wherein we're going to be pulling apart a wraparound, uh, which is kind of something you might put in your garage or in your kitchen or something. Sure. Uh, and we're going to show you some internal guts and kind of give you an idea, kind of compare to some of the... And I got a bit hasty on it because I started cutting it up before the workbench just because I'm OCD like that. Well, and, and we'll get in there and, and kind of show you some of the differences, but we're also going to make some comparisons to uh, some pieces that we currently have. Of course, if you do listen to the podcast, we do recommend you go check out the workbench on YouTube. It'll be about a 10 to 15 minute video where we're going to go through this uh, wraparound. So, he hopes. Yeah. Well, time constraints today would, <laughs> would dictate that, yeah, it's going to have to be 10 to 15 minutes. But again, Tarek, we appreciate you joining us. Thank you. And please remember that we are Southern Lighting Solutions. This is the Get Lit Podcast. We it are, is? Yes, it is. <laughs> and we are providing, uh, trying to provide solutions for folks. We do understand uh, the, the varying uses of lights. Someday, as we kind of get our feet underneath us, we're going to be moving into architectural stuff, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Uh, but that'll be coming uh, sometime in the future. We're, we're making some strides. We are. Uh, but for the time being talking mostly about basic residential, commercial, and industrial lighting. Again, please go watch that workbench. Check us out, southernlightinginc.com. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We appreciate you either watching or listening to this podcast, and we will catch you next time.